to the best episode of Your Queer Story you've ever listened to. It's putting a lot of pressure on this episode. Also, it's not that exciting. I'm going to be honest. The topic's not that exciting this (laughs) week. And everybody just left bad. Everyone's like, "Mm." and I'm out. (laughs) 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 Whatever. You read the title. You know what you're getting into. Come on. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Evan loves to produce content that no one wants to listen to. I produce content that is that is important. Some of it people want to hear. Like next week's episode, I think people are going to really enjoy it. This week's episode, it's a little more educational. It's needed. It's necessary. It's who I am. You know what? I just live a life of enjoyment. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of us has to be serious. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. It's a nice balance. Because <laughs> Paul would just get on here every week and say whatever there the fuck came There would be no script. I would just talk. He just... <laughs> I literally wouldn't even have a topic. I'd be like, so I'm back. I said I was going to do this, and it's episode 98. Um, so this is what happened today. <laughs> so like every like teenager's YouTube channel, basically? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, on the podcast? Exactly. You're welcome. Um, uh, so yeah, we are like five days away from pride month, which is going to be an interesting month. Um, yeah. When we're recording this, we're five days away from pride month. No, when this drops, this drops on the 27th. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That wow. means you've got a couple of days to get it edited. Because you're like, oh, I've got a whole week, two I weeks. I think to get this. I... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Look, my whole perception of time is completely fucked. Time I have, means nothing. I don't even know when it is. Yeah, it's it's true. Like, what day is it? What time is it? Who knows? Everything runs into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so when this episode drops, it's going to be five days before the 51st annual official Pride Month. 51st. And um, I grew up on 51st Avenue. Well, thank you for that, Paul. <laughs> it was a great tidbit that everybody wanted to know. Everybody wanted to you know. know. What, oh, if 40th place was the other place mm-hmm. we lived. Okay. All right. Yeah. You just lived on numbered places your whole, <laughs> whole life. life. Until now. I don't yeah. know what your fucking street name is. Nobody uh, does. And let me tell you, <laughs> it's one of those street names anywhere I go. They're like, address, please. I'm like, six. Beep. And then they're like, can you spell that? And then I have to spell it like four times. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know where we're going with that. My whole thing was, um, yeah. So we're coming up on Pride, and if you want an organization to give to, which we've been good about raising money for other people, but if you want an organization yes. to give to, we're gonna suggest ours. Yep. We um, have a PayPal. You can yep. contact us. Actually, I, I got to put that up on the site where people can. Just yeah, click. you do. Um, well, God, I just halfway I, through June, he's gonna do that. <laughs> I have um. <laughs> We have our Patreon up. You can join yeah, that. And that's exactly. great if you want to do something every month. You know, you can do as little as $3 a month. and you know, Or you can do a one-time gift on Patreon. It's the price of a coffee that you're not getting from Dunkin' Donuts. That's you're right. At home. So and technically, you're all billionaires out. now because you're not buying a coffee once a day. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I read that's on Twitter. That's how um, you were supposed to balance your budget in case you forgot. Mm-hmm. You all are buying these this coffee and avocados, and that's why you're broke. Exactly. And it makes what? perfect sense. You're not buying sense. those things now. Got so now you've money. got a lot of expense. <laughs> A lot of expendable income that you're just trying mm-hmm. to give somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if you give to your queer story, <laughs> you keep the podcast going. That's the most important. Um, and you help us support other people in need. We still have our queer mentorship program, which I reached out to our mentors this last week and was talking to them about some of the people that we've helped, some of the things that mm-hmm. we've done. So if you are in need of a mentor or you need help with a situation, you can always reach out and talk to us via Messenger or your queer story email. 
And also, we um, are launching this Friday the Your Queer Story Virtual Support Group, which is open to any person. As long as you're awake and you um, have the time to do it, it's from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard American Time. Um, uh, it is so 1 to 2 p.m. on Fridays. And it's a virtual video support group. So you can chime in. And it's specifically for people from unsupportive families or unsupportive environments. But um, if you want to be part of a virtual group, you just have Anyone to email well, us. Uh, welcome to be there. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, you'll see both of our faces. Yeah, right. Um, you'll, we'll, we'll have different people. I'll be um, starting it and moderating it. But my hope is I've talked to some people. I, my hope is to have other people moderate it. Not that I don't want to be a part of it, but because I also do a bunch of other groups. Mm-hmm. But for the beginning, I will be moderating that group. Paul will be chiming in now and then. And so you can you can be on there. And we'd love to talk to you and see your face or Any if you just want fans? support. Any super fans, but it is a support group, so make yes, sure you yes. keep it about that. <laughs> Don't just join to talk to us, but right. if you really want to uh, yeah. chat with us. Everybody will be screened support. before they join, and then there will be a confidentiality agreement that is signed for, by each person. So, But uh, it's very important. I think it's very helpful, but that is also what your money goes to. to. And then other things that we do with and for the community. So your queer story. Check us out on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Join, become a Patreon, or give a one-time donation. Or you can check out our merch shop. We do have Pride merch that I designed months ago. I was good. I was ready. We have everything from the standard gay pride flag to trans pride to bi pride, pan pride. All the prides. Almost anything. I think there's a couple more that I did. I remember working on an asexual one, mm-hmm. but I was having trouble because of the color scheme. It wasn't looking right, but yeah. I can get more creative. We have things. We have everything from stickers to backpacks to books to totes to we have masks now. Yes. Um, and, and with the mask, they donate yeah, one. So, so if you purchase a, ma- a face mask, they donate a medical grade mask to um, a healthcare worker. So yeah. you're getting a mask for yourself while also supporting the podcast and providing a mask to a healthcare worker. So that's kind of like the best one to purchase, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, so the masks are a little more expensive, but we don't want people to think that we're just purely making a profit off of this like we said it, it donates donates a mask and it is a good quality mask so all mm-hmm. of our stuff is good quality so it is not a medical grade mask though okay it is yeah. specifically for personal use and yeah i mean you can wear it out and about it's the same as anything you're going to get anywhere else but it's not medical grade yes but a medical grade mask is given to is what is donated to the person so you're helping someone in need in the medical field so just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. If you see it's a $15 mask and you're wondering why it's $15, yeah. there's a good reason. Um, but yeah, but make sure you get your merch. Even though we're not going to have organized pride in most places, um, you can still show your pride when you're out and about. Yeah, if you're doing like a small pride with some friends or even just a post online, it'd be a cool picture. Our shirts go on sale for as cheap as like $13. So yeah. you're not going to get cheaper pride merch from anywhere. Yeah. And you're supporting us at the same time. And again, like I said, great quality stuff. So yeah. just because they're $13, don't think they're cheap. They're actually no, they're like really, nice. really nice. Yeah. I've had mine for going on. Has it only been a year now? I don't know. It's still great though. I mean, I've watched it normal. I've worn it about. I wear mostly, I just wear queer paraphernalia mm-hmm. and it hasn't faded or anything. So it's good stuff. Which by the way, I don't know why this just popped into my head because the sodomite design is one of my favorites. You should definitely get a Has sodomite. Has bought it? No. <laughs> exactly. But I would love to have a sodomite face mask. Oh, my God. That would be great for, like, no. if you did, like, gothy photo shoots. 
for gothy photo shoots, yes. For worrying about, I feel like the face mask, the, the shirt is already like, okay, but if you wear a face mask, you're asking for someone to beat your face in. Well, that merch is definitely something just to have for home or like going over to a friend's yeah, house. It's just a something fun silly. Thing. It's not like a going out and wearing it in the public. <laughs> Don't get Though, yourself hurt. I mean, it stuff. would be great to wear out to a gay bar. If you're going, like, oh going yeah, out for if the you're night. going to a gay bar, well, that's what I mean. I wanted to have the sodomite shirt specifically for Pride because that's a place where you can wear mm-hmm. it and people understand. But, um, but yeah, if you're just wearing it out and about shopping, it's probably not the safest. Your queer story is not responsible for anything that might happen to you <laughs> while you wear our merch. <laughs> Putting that out there. That's fair. But yeah. Um, so before we launch into our topic, what did you do this week, Paul? Did you leave your house? Um. No, okay. <laughs> I had to think about it because sometimes I go to the get adventurous and go to the grocery store. But <laughs> David went on his day off because he's off on Fridays and I'm not. So, yeah, okay. um, I really, I just did a lot of um, gaming. I did a lot in my mm-hmm. yard. I sat yeah. out in my yard. Um, took a lot of pictures of my cats. If you've yeah. seen a lot of cat pictures lately. Yeah. Um, Getting that's how you know I'm losing my mind. I'm like, it's like he's living my... through his cats. He's got a whole storyline about how I don't know they're hiding in their caves mm-hmm. and like he's doing a nature video with his cats. Yeah, basically, <laughs> um, my yard has been the saving grace in this, and yeah. I feel I feel for anybody who's living in like a city or an area where they don't have access to just a little place of private land. Not that I have much; I have a very small yard, but just having that. And being in there, I have my, you know, apple trees and my flowers and everything that I'm growing. So just having that has really helped get me through this. Yeah. I, I would be really, I'm already losing my mind. I would really be losing my mind without yeah. that. That's good. I'm glad you have that. I have been invested in 5,000 new things. My my uh, ADD brain is like running a 5,000 miles a minute so yeah every day you're like i'm starting this new group you got like yep, 30 groups i got new things starting so you're like me when i'm <laughs> i know when i'm in, I, I'm in that places. like uh i'm in my really high swing mm-hmm. so i have to be careful but a lot of the stuff that i'm doing that's a wonderful thing about working for an organization now because i get paid to do these things so it's not like before when i would i would start something that i wouldn't have any kind of backup right. for it so i have resources to help with these things and i'm getting paid to do it so right. i'm not trying to do this in addition to my work time. Although there are projects I'm doing in addition to my work time, but, um, but it's okay. I'm good. It's everything's great. Yeah. For like the next three weeks and <laughs> exactly. then I'm going to have then to it's a crash. be like, so Evan, yeah. how you feeling? You guys just pick me up. Um, but no, we're doing good. And we, uh, we're marching through our foster classes, our home studies. We're getting our, uh, spare bedroom ready. Samantha's actually painting it right now. And then we're that's gonna, why you don't hear her in the background. Exactly. She's not hammering anything today. She's just or vacuuming or <laughs> sawing or any of the things that she does. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pulling out my power saw today <laughs> at 10 AM on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> She's as bad as our neighbor who's laying, um, he's laying a foundation in the back of his yard for a shed. This guy and Samantha, they're soulmates as far as neighbors go. I because think it may be my neighbor too because sometimes she'll be out at like 7.30 mowing the lawn or like blowing Literally, leaves. I'm like, it's 7.30, motherfucker. At 8 a.m., this guy was dumping gravel or whatever the fuck he's dumping for his thing. He is constantly outside. He was sweeping the road the other day. 
He's like one of those people that like has to be doing something outside. He has lost his. If I saw somebody <laughs> sweeping the road, I would probably call the police. Samantha's I'd be like, somebody's like, in the middle of a mental break. We need a welfare check. Exactly. She's like, she's like, Nick, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just don't like whatever the gravel gets all over the place. She's like, okay. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's really great. I like him. But like, he's constantly doing something, and that's Samantha too. Like, mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah, building. David likes to constantly be doing something too, and I'm like. I'm, just I'm very happy to chill. sit in my office. Yeah. I'm like, I can sit here. I'm sitting here typing. I'm sitting there reading. That's now, what granted, I want to do. Granted, I have to be doing something all the time too, but I think both of us, we can do something mentally, you know, yeah. whereas they need to be doing something physically, like with their body, and exactly. I can just be using my brain, and I'm yeah. like, great. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to be moving. I don't need to be mm-hmm. outside. Samantha's planted a beautiful garden that's she has. really and, good. And David every day is like, you want to come outside for a little bit? And I'm like, I mean... <laughs> I can. If you have I have to. <laughs> it's the same as it was yesterday. <laughs> like, it's such a beautiful day. I'm like, yeah, I can see it through the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, if I want to go and have my, like, yard time. Oh, she found something <laughs> to hammer. She can't help herself. Like, see, for me, the yard is like, that's my escape from David. If he's working, I can, like, go sit yeah. out there. But when he's like, let's go out in the yard together, I'm like, <laughs> I, I do like it sometimes but sometimes i like my alone time and i don't get much of it he gets exactly. more of it than me because i come and do the podcast and things like that mm-hmm. and he doesn't leave except to go to the grocery store yeah but usually i go with him so we've been very separate like while we're working that's another thing you mm-hmm. guys work in the same room we, we work separate. directly next to each other oh, no, no, all no. day Mm-mm. i go in here i close my door i put headphones on and I don't listen, I don't hear anything you say for the next eight hours. Oh, see, that's what I need. But at the yeah. same time, I do enjoy sitting next to him, but I'm like, sometimes I just want some quiet. Well, yeah, it's you love your partner. You love, like, I'm I'm happy to be locked down with Samantha. I wouldn't want to be locked down with anyone else. Wow. I just, I mean, you and I could do it, but you also know. Well, we would, but we would be separate because I would be in here yeah, and right. you'd be playing be video games. You. I'd be sitting right here playing video games. <laughs> oh no, that would not work. If you were sitting there playing video games while I wrote, like I would be like cute for the first couple hours and then I would just be glaring at you. Like get the fuck out. <laughs> so, and then I'd ignore it. I'd just... You would ignore it. You'd just keep doing it. <laughs> Anyways, but no, it's not about that. It, like it's fine. It's just you're locked in a house with someone all day. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Not to want to be like, I need some fucking space from you. So, and then we have like the foster care stuff is so intense. It's so it's such a different feeling because you're constant. You have you have so much paperwork and it's you're constantly being measured everything about you is scrutinized and you're like so it's like you're working at cvs again yeah it's like that only i'm like straight parents don't have to fucking do this well, i mean they do if they want to yeah be part but of i'm it, sure but you get that extra like, like feeling of make sure you don't do anything weird or yeah you know and also live to the very heteronormative ex- expectations of things exactly and plus there's the Was fact this office that kind of a mm-hmm. a, a scare Oh, no, no, no. They they, they're, like, they're excited, Ooh. actually, that we're queer because they're like, well, nobody wants the queer kids. And that's true. It's sad. She's like, she's like, nobody wants a kid that's that is already identifying as LGBTQ. Oh, as soon sad. as they do, they're like, parents are like, oh, we don't think we can take take that. So like that wasn't the problem. It's just the fact that we don't have many options. Like if, mm-hmm. a, if a straight couple chooses to adopt, usually they had some options and they didn't want to. When you're queer, you're you're 
options are limited. So it's like you already feel, I don't want to say we feel like we have to because we want to do this. We would probably do this regardless. It's just, I don't know. It's just having to constantly prove yourself. Yeah. Prove that no, you're worthy. No, it's the stress and the stuff behind it. That's, yeah. You know. It's all that. Nobody wants that extra added. Someone comes everything. into your house and they walk up and down and they look in all your rooms and they, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you got to fix this. Make sure you fix that. So. Yeah, that driving nuts. Yeah. But it's okay. We're fine. Um, so, yeah. So we're, but we're getting ready to get into pride season. So we want to give kind of a PSA to our allies out there that, you know, want to celebrate pride with us, specifically the businesses that want to celebrate pride. So And yeah. uh, just anybody who potentially works with or employs queer people, which yeah. is everybody. So yeah, here's some information for you guys. Go ahead, Paul. You start us. Today's episode drops just five days before the launch of Pride Month, that special time of the year that rejuvenates us with hope, confidence, and glitter. And, like, I get my batteries charged up every year from Pride, and I'm not going to get that little... Little Yeah. I swear it's like you get... When you go to Pride, it, Mm. like, fills your soul with energy. I swear. The whole thing, just going out everywhere. Everything's rainbows, Mm -hmm. and everything's so bright, and, like, you can walk around with a Pride shirt all June, and if anybody says anything, you can be like, I'm fucking gay. I'm fucking queer. What about it? Mm -hmm. And then, like, everybody on the street will fight them. It's like that one time where everybody's an ally except for those few assholes. Exactly. Everyone loves Pride. Mm -hmm. One of the best parts about Pride today is that so many companies and organizations show their open support online, in their media, and through rainbows plastered on on the front of their merchandise. While we certainly enjoy the stand of solidarity, oftentimes these gestures come across as hollow, specific... yeah. Specifically, when one examines the LGBTQ plus diversity or lack of queer diversity and inclusivity adopted within these companies. So today we want to discuss how to keep the pride going long after the last sparkler fades. And one thing that annoys me, mm-hmm. like this we're going to cover, I'm sure, but yeah. a lot of people talk shit about companies they're like wow you're only showing your rainbow colors for the month of june you really fucking support us and they make (laughs) these memes of like companies after pride month and like all the rainbows go away and guess what their logos and things aren't rainbow so the fact that they're even doing that in the first place is really fucking cool well yeah and it's different for companies that actually do show diversity and like if chick-fil-a put a rainbow flag up (laughs) obviously that'd be bullshit and people could say shit but i think for a, a majority of or at least most of things, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's fucking cool. I think it's I'm cool not going to complain about it. It's like the people who complain about Taylor Swift with her uh, music video with all gay people and queer yeah. people. And then they're like, wow, Taylor's really pandering to the gay community. And it's like, <laughs> she made something beautiful. Right? Like, Pander to me. Yeah. Well, you, when you think about our history, it's about what you're looking at. It's easy to look at it now when you live in a world that is much more accepting. Mm-hmm. If you live in parts of the world that are much more accepting. And remember, there's so many parts of the world that are not accepting. You can still die for being queer in some it's countries It's still in the legal world. to be executed for being queer. So it's easy not when you grow up. Not only legal, actively being done. And when you don't know your history and you don't realize how huge it is that a major company will put... A rainbow and show open surprise and open support for pride. Mm-hmm. Companies that used to distance themselves 
if there was any mention or hint of queer connections now openly support openly fund openly endorse the lgbtq community so yeah in that respect it's pretty fucking incredible you Mm -hmm. know and it's amazing so while this episode is meant for businesses during pride month parents loved ones and teachers and community workers can learn a lot as well the most important thing to remember is to listen to your lgbtq plus loved one do your own research read some memoirs set aside times to ask questions and reach out to a support group of others in your shoes Do not put the brunt of your education on your queer loved one. They have enough to deal with. Google is a wonderful tool, and while you can't trust everything on the internet, you can learn a hell of a lot from it, so utilize it. And as for those of you who run a business, a group, or an organization, the following tips are for helping make your workplace a more effective ally. Yes, and again, to not lean on just that one queer person you know. Like, they're dealing... (laughs) So a lot of people are even struggling with their own identities and their own everything, so... By then, like, saying, well, you, I only know what you tell me, and I'm only going to go off of that. Yeah. Like, it's Fuck that. really unfair and very selfish, and there's a lot to learn about, like, the queer lifestyle, but you don't have to learn everything. Yeah. Just, like, do some research and have a basic understanding. Like, that's more than most places will even do right i think that there's always this thing especially with parents and such where they're like well i just want to know how to show my child love and i get that and there's nothing wrong with asking them some questions but again you have to factor in when you come out you're facing stuff from all angles from your friends from your workplace from your your neighborhood and just to uh, reiterate on that you just because you quote unquote come out you don't ever stop coming out exactly to this day i'm still coming out like when i go you know out to a restaurant with David or when I go to get a pizza and I say something about my fiance and then they ask about the wife and I, you know, like you're constantly coming out. You're not just like, unless you know me, you don't know that I, I mean, you probably know I'm gay when you see me, but like, it's just that like element, you're always coming out and there's Mm -hmm. always that stress factor no matter where you're at. Like, yeah. Even today, sometimes I get stressed out, like, oh, should I say anything? Or should I just, like, be, oh, yeah, laugh it off and walk away? You know what I mean? Yeah, it constantly weighs on you. And you constantly, and at first, there can be an excitement where, like, you want to educate and help people. And you want to tell everybody. Yeah, but after a while, you're like, I have to fucking say this again. Mm -hmm. So that's why we say, do your own research. If you really want to show your queer loved one that you love and accept them, when they come to you and say, I am this, this is how I identify, look it up. Re- watch a bunch of videos. There's so much information today. There's listen not to our an exa- podcast. We've covered. Listen to our everything. podcast. Absolutely. But we. But the point is that like there are so many ways for you to get information today. This is not fucking 1950. Mm-hmm. You can get the information. So show love by actively show. You show love by actively showing interest with actions with yeah in their life and you show that by doing the research and figuring it out right I, even if you stumble and mess up i promise that will show a lot more love than constantly grilling them for answers mm-hmm. go ahead so first create lgbtq plus specific policies as great as it is to see a rainbow outside one's workplace it doesn't mean much if that individual isn't protected once they're inside those walls most companies have a non-discrimination policy as it is federally required, but that doesn't allow for public accommodations or many medical needs that are specific to the queer population. More importantly, by not specifically addressing LGBTQ employees, companies are not recognizing the fact that queer populations face additional barriers and needs. By inst- By instituting policies that specifically address LGBTQ plus issues, a company shows they are committed to queer employees, customers, and clients every day and not just during Pride Month. 
By the way, the overwhelming majority of Fortune 500 companies have policies in place. If you want your business to thrive, queer-specific policies are essential. I think it was only like 11% of Fortune 500 companies do not have specific LGBTQ policies in place. So you're definitely behind the times Mm -hmm. if you're a major corporation and you don't have something in place. And if you're an up-and-coming business, you show uh, that you're progressive by specifically saying in your handbook, Here's our LGBTQ policies. Even if they're the same as other policies, that's recognizing the, the that's recognizing us, that's recognizing queer folks. Right. Second, institute regular trainings and make sure they are queer led. Don't hire some straight white guy oh to lead my your God. queer. And Ted, Please. he's standing there with like a binder. He's like, I'm okay. I'm just gonna flip through to the asexual uh, section. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> not that we've ever done that before. <laughs> Do we have any transgenders in the room? Uh, raise your hand. Okay, uh, I think you'll like this section eight. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so like many minority groups, we continue to evolve in our language, our goals, and our understanding of ourselves. So a standard curriculum developed 20 years ago and repeated once a year isn't going to cut it. In fact, curriculums created 10 or even 5 years will definitely need to be updated or thrown out altogether. In order to be an effective ally, it's important to develop with the times the same way your business or organization continues to evolve if they wish to grow. So training should regularly be reviewed before it's presented and training around minority issues should be administered often, especially if the company is growing or has a high turnover. You hear us, uh, retail? Literally, retail. Right? um, Yeah, you got new people coming in, though. You can't be like, well, once every couple years we do a training on this. Yeah, that person will be your employee for three months. Exactly. If you're lucky. lucky. Yeah, and you know what? how much damage you can do in three months if you don't train people right Mm -hmm. away? Have something specific to this, not a sentence that's brushed over. And by the way, we don't discriminate against LGBTQ people. And don't make it a computer training thing because nobody actually watches those. They don't watch it and then they can't ask questions. And Mm -hmm. then you put at the end, ask your supervisor for any questions. What the fuck is that going to do? Again, they're going to Ted, the white straight guy that doesn't know what a pansexual is. So that's not going to help them. Additionally, these training sessions should be led by an LGBTQ plus individual. An ally with good intentions just isn't going to cut it. A queer person will have insights and be able to address questions that others cannot, the same way a person of color can speak to the effects of racism far better than a white person ever could. Furthermore, you don't want the training to become other-focused, meaning those people. Rather, by having a peer representative, the subject becomes more personal and tangible. If you don't have a person within your organization that is qualified to host this training, you can always outsource and pay a local organization to send a qualified representative. Or maybe ask how you don't have a single LGBTQ plus employee that could be that could lead a training. That's something you might want to fucking consider, right? Like, there's nobody in our organization. Well, mm, that's a problem, probably. Mm-hmm. We Unless have 300 really employees, and we just don't have. <laughs> we just never got a queer applicant that was qualified. I just don't know how that happened. It's weird how it happened. It's odd. Uh, like, I there's nothing that irritates me more if I go to civil rights training because I've had to do some, and I walk in and that's a fucking white person standing up there. I'm like, really? Really, unless you're unless you are trained in a new law and you're specifically talking about that new law and you happen to be a white lawyer, then I could understand that maybe. Mm. But why the hell is a person of color not leaving leading your civil rights training? That's a good ass question. Uh, Third, small thing, small signs go a long way. So there's a lot of small ways to make LGBTQ plus people feel valid and safe in their workplace. 
Some ways are, one, use pronouns on your email sign-offs. By having everybody do that, that's an easy way to show that you support pronoun mm-hmm. use. Add pronouns to name tags. Add a rainbow or trans sticker in your window. You can get those little ones that show you support. Yeah, you don't have to have a massive flag. <laughs> exactly. Just you don't have like to paint your business rainbow colors. Three by four and stick it on the window. Exactly. You can get them anywhere. Use gender neutral bathroom signs if you have a single stall bathroom. Oh my God, that annoys me so much. Mm-hmm. Make a habit of not assuming a person's gender or sexual orientation. Don't ask personal questions that you wouldn't want someone to ask you. Don't ask them when they're having the surgery. Don't ask them, like, how who is the man in the relationship? Yeah, which one is the woman? I just want to know. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, so are you what they call a bottom? Are yes. you a pitcher or a, receiver, or a catcher? <laughs> Nothing better. <laughs> Offer readily available resources about LGBTQ issues. Have a, a have them and some pamphlets. Exactly. You have all the other pamphlets in your HR office. Might as well throw up a few LGBT ones. Have a tab on your website for your your employees to be like, here's what protections we have. Here's our medical resources. This is all LGBTQ mm-hmm. policies. Understand terminology and various identities. So again, that comes with staying up to date. We know our terminology evolves. Stay the fuck up with it. It's what it is, people. We're in a growing <laughs> phase, so you got to learn to stay up. Well, you can't be we like, were, another uh, one. We were forced into the closet for like thousands of years. So sorry if it's mm. taken us a little bit of time to get all of our wording right. Yeah, sorry if you had given us more time to develop and research, maybe we we would be more up to date for you. <laughs> um, some large ways to show your support. Implement procedures for easy name and pronoun changes within the organization. Don't make it crazy hard. Exactly. Uh, Here's 42 fi- uh you have to sign out. the document 16 times with your old name. <laughs> um, and then you can sign it 16 more with your new name. Uh, and then we're going to make sure that, you know, on your email, it always says your old name above your First, so everybody's name. clear. Yeah, we got to make sure nobody gets mixed <laughs> up. Uh, two, ensure you offer same-sex partner benefits for married or common-law couples. This is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, David's company, actually, I can get on his insurance policy if I want, yeah. and I'm waiting on him to give me the information on it because um, it's cheaper than mine. But yeah. we'll see if I ever get any information One on day it before, you <laughs> before uh, open enrollment ends in two days um (laughs) offer medical insemination coverage for queer employees or all employees you probably cover things like viagra and all kinds of other stuff help out your queer employees offer transgender medical services um offer paid time off for trans and non-binary surgeries i think that should just by default be covered yeah donate to a local lgbtq plus organization or partner with a local lgbtq plus organization and create a department or office specifically for LGBTQ plus employees, clients, or customers. Yeah, if you have people that are dedicated within your organization to working on these issues, then, you know, there you go. They take care of it. Yeah, you don't even they have provide to worry trainings. about it. Yeah, they're like, anything that's queer related, you take care of it. And then you as the boss, you don't have to be as involved, but at least you know your clients you're taking and everyone. Exactly, they're taken care of. Next, examine your team and hiring strategy. Queer people are everywhere. If you've listened to our podcast, we have spent 100 episodes stating that simple fact over and over again. So unless your organization is less than 10 people and family run, it's statistically unlikely that you would have zero LGBTQ plus people on staff. 
If you don't believe you do, ask yourself why. Most likely there is someone who is in the closet. Why don't they feel safe coming out at work? And if no LGBTQ plus people are working for you, again, ask yourself why. Also, examine how many queer people there are at the top of your organization. A 2008 GLAD survey, which we've linked in our uh, script, found that 55% of employees LGBTQ experience discrimination at work. This means that most companies are not protecting or valuing their queer workers as much as they say they are during Pride Month. I mean, you think about that. 55% of queer people that go to work experience discrimination at work. Mm-hmm. So... Clearly, That's a big and, problem. and they had a lot of questions. They're like, um, they they pulled like, how many people would feel uncomfortable seeing a picture of a queer person with their partner? Like, how many would feel I uncomfortable? Have pictures of David and I at my yeah, desk. exactly. And so, and you know that, and you feel that whether a, com- a person yeah, is comfortable with that or not. Me, I'm like, well, they saw that picture obviously because it's on my desk. What do they think about it? I know, like, it's subconscious. I don't actively think that, but I know in the back of my mind. Yeah, I'm like, but you get, but I mean, I've had people like I remember like, especially like coming out. There was always, I could always read the people that I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure this person's very uncomfortable with this. Oh, yeah. This person might be uncomfortable. This person's safe. And so it's how, and that, but that goes back. The more you educate people, the less fear there's going to be, the less Mm -hmm. uncertainty. So education and training. Yep. Fifth, listen and evolve. As we stated when discussing training, make sure you grow with the LGBT community. Don't become the business playing catch up and don't decide that you know enough. Often in their eagerness, allies can try to take charge of the conversation. Queer people should always be leading the discussion. If they say something you don't like or agree with, rather than shrugging it off, ask yourself why you don't agree. Ask yourself how your refusal to evolve will look to LGBTQ employees and clientele. Yeah, remember the public's looking as well. So this is this is about protecting your employees, but this is also gets you more customers. It makes you uh, raises your standing in the community. This mm-hmm. again, this isn't twenty or thirty years ago. If you're supporting LGBTQ rights, you're on the progressive side. You're on the side right. that people want to be on the with. right side, not exactly the wrong side. <laughs> so finally, the term ally is given, not self adopted. During Pride Month, it is not uncommon to see organizations that have directly supported bills denying our rights suddenly declaring themselves an ally, which is insulting to say the least. The most common example, however, is companies that have provided zero protections or provisions for queer employees and customers now want to profit off of Pride. This is one reason people are now stating that Pride has become too corporate. If a person heads out a If a person heads out of a discriminating workplace on Friday and then sees that workplace represented in their pride parade on Saturday, they certainly are going to be insulted. Yep. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like if Chick-fil-A suddenly decided that they were like allies, you know, that would be fucking bullshit. Even though I'm, I've seen the employees that work at (laughs) Chick-fil-A, pretty sure they're all gay men. Yeah, well, yeah, right. No, but I mean, you do see that a lot. You see a lot of like organizations that haven't done anything or they've directly opposed uh, the queer community. And they'll show up and they'll want to march in a pride yeah, parade. Yeah, because you know why? They'll get a shit ton of money off of that. Exactly. Well, they're hoping to get a shit ton of money off of that. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm like, sure they will. They know, like I said, they know it raises their standing in the community. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll hate behind doors and they'll fund yeah. anti-discrimination hope the, things hope behind doors. doesn't come out. Yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit. So again, a person cannot or should not simply call themselves an ally, as we discussed before. Mm-hmm. Only the group they are claiming to support should be able to bestow that honor. Allyship means openly standing with us even when there is no parade or floats. It means choosing us because you believe it is ethically right and not because it is economically sound. 
Allyship means supporting people in private and not just in public. It's not about perpetuating your social image. It's about protecting the social standing of others, even if it sacrifices your image. Allyship, allyship is not about popularity. It is about the possibilities of the future. And so I got that actually. Um, Stephanie Huckle is a, um, uh, well, she, she uh, I think she does a lot of work, but uh, she wrote an article about that. Um, which I didn't reference in here, but she was talking about how you know, people claim to be an ally, but like, and, and you might be an ally, but you, it's easy to just be like, oh, I'm an ally, but then you don't do any work or you say mm-hmm. things that are insulting or that are offensive or that hurts people. An ally, you're an ally when someone in that community says, you're an ally. You can't right. just say I'm an ally and then do nothing that supports that or that does the work, the adverse and, and hurts someone. You're an ally whenever someone in that group says you are. Mm-hmm. As we go into our 51st season of Pride here in America, we hope our allies all around the world will all around the world will consider what it truly means to be an ally. We hope that people will consider learning more and providing more education around queer issues. And most of all, we hope that if you plan to profit off of Pride in any form from money to social stance, we hope you put more into the LGBTQ plus community than what you take. Your recommended resource is the Safe Zone Project, which is a queer-created online resource for businesses. Safe Zones offer a free two-hour curriculum about LGBTQ plus issues, as well as a host of other free and paid materials and services, which can help make your business or organization more queer-educated and accessible. You can go back to our posted script or the blog form of this particular episode to find the link, or simply look up thesafezoneproject.com and get started on queering up your office. And it's led by two queer individuals, and it's got a bunch of information. I've recommended this place to other folks that want it to, they're like, hey, we want to beef up our LGBTQ curriculum or we want to start it. And I've uh, recommended the Safe Zone Project to them because it's, I mean, it's great. Just go on there. There's so much material that you can download. Mm -hmm. You can get a course on training. There's just a bunch of great stuff. And like we said, and it's created by two queer individuals. Send it to your family members and say, (laughs) read this before Christmas. There we go. Um, But yeah, so check that out. So yeah, that, you know, just a little, some information for you as we're getting in there. Make sure that you, when you say you're an ally, you're actually being an ally and, and yeah, uh, make sure you're an ally when no one's looking. Exactly. What do you do when no one's looking? What do you do when that uncle says something that's uncomfortable? Do you just walk away or do you say something back? And that's, that's the real measure right there. That's the true litmus test is what you say when no one is around to know whether or not you defended the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. Goes back to the same thing that I talked about with using someone's correct pronouns and making sure mm-hmm. other people are using their correct pronouns. Yeah, exactly. So stay queer. Don't get a lobotomy. We love you, our little allied hookers. A little sucking at Saphis. Resist the oppressors, our proud homocrats. And have yourself a sodomy circus. Or don't. Bye. Or don't.